Hello and welcome to Los Podcast Hermanos. My name is Tyler Dumont, and I have the ever-illustrious Kyle Perez. That's just going to be my thing from now on, huh? Illustrious. Yeah, I kind of started it, and now I have to run with it. All right. That it is. <laughs> How you been? Uh, pretty okay. Just moved to Seattle. Yeah. So that was fun. What was that experience like? I mean, generally tumultuous, but nothing too crazy. <clears throat> the typical I... moving... Craziness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess the one wrinkle that was a little mm, unaccounted for was the one of the cars that uh, we were using. <clears throat> Excuse me. The like splash guard underneath it uh, started to drag underneath the car Ooh. and then flap if you went over a certain mile an hour. So we were stuck going about fifty-five one way. So <laughs> damn. Yeah. So how, how long of a drive was that then? Uh, it happened kind of halfway through, so I guess it, you know, it ended up making it maybe like an extra like forty-five minutes longer. But we spent a lot longer trying to like stop and like put it all together so that like it wouldn't flap and stuff. So mm -hmm. the ride itself wasn't that much longer, but you know, the stopping and everything for it ended up eating up a lot of time. And it sounds like uh, you're a little groggy from the whole experience, or you got something going on with your throat. Yeah, I do. I got a little, little phlegmy mucusness going on, but that's always fun. Yeah, I, I was kind of accounting it to just like basically a one, two days in a row we got in in Seattle after midnight, basically, mm -hmm. and then waking up very early. So yeah, I'm kind of on a similar uh, page. Uh, obviously, I, when I had COVID again, uh, it went away pretty quickly, but I think occasionally, like, the similar symptoms, like the way that it started, those kind of, like, stick around, uh, depending on how, uh, how well of a night's sleep I've gotten. Gotcha. And not in the sense of, like, fever or anything, but, like, you know how like occasionally you'll you'll wake up one day and it's not that you'll have like nasal drainage like actual drainage down that's causing like the phlegm that you have, but it's more just like in the upper back of your your like throat. right behind like oh yeah <clears throat> yeah there's that or or like the like in your like forehead you ever like have that like pressure sign? yeah uh. I usually actually don't get the, get it there. The other thing that I have is like the kind of pressure, uh, uh, in, almost like in your middle ear, where you have to keep popping your ears all the time. And one day it'll be there, and the next day it'll be gone. And I'm kind of chalking it up to just needing uh, uh, needing to be better uh, cl with cleaning my CPAP. Okay. I mean, I clean it every day, but. You know, you know, I, I know that they sell, like, machines that that help with that. Yeah, so that's been an interesting ordeal, uh, but, I mean, I don't, I keep testing for work, and it's not like I'm positive again, so I don't really know what it is. Right, I've been debating whether I should uh, go test, but between moving and everything, I haven't, like, 
figured out how to do that up here. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I know I can. I can technically do it through my company. I just haven't had a chance mm. to kind of like figure out, you know, the system yeah. up here. Have they sent you like your your benefit stuff or? Uh, no, not yet. I haven't even signed up for it. I gotcha. Well, fingers crossed that it's just, you know, your immune system being run down from lack of sleep and moving and craziness. Yeah, and the thing I noticed is I got some Pedialyte. Okay, <laughs> nice. Which, which is just, uh, in my all, all accounts for me, is uh, savory water. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but but uh, uh, when I drink some of that, I can really feel a difference. So I think, I don't know exactly what that's saying but it's, it's my endorsement for pedialyte you know fun <laughs> for fact, all your hydration needs i've never tried it you like, got to i'm aware Fast. that it's it's all being marketed these days as like a hangover cure for adults um and all that good stuff but yeah i, just, I mean it's great it it doesn't taste awful and it has pretty low sugar compared to like gatorade mm -hmm. and stuff yeah. like that so yeah. I, it, in fact, I think there's like a Gatorade competitor to Pedialyte now. It's like Gatorade mm. Light or something. I, I've seen a few new things in my trips to the store. But on another note, uh, you've been watching anything interesting? Yeah, I've got two things. I'm going to start okay. with the less interesting one, okay. in my opinion. Uh, For All Mankind Season 2. Oh, did so not expect I, that. Yeah. Uh, at some point, I stopped watching season one uh, just because like things got in the mm -hmm. way, and I just stopped watching it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I picked that back up, and I'm like two or three episodes into season two now. So yeah, it's got what's his name, Michael Dorman. Um, who's that? Gordo. Yeah, and you said he's in that other show that I still yeah. need to watch. Jeez, the Patriot. Yeah. It's so that Patriot is so good. It, is it, it the Patriot or Patriot? I think it's Patriot. Sorry, oh. I, I think it's Patriot. But yeah. yeah, that that show is phenomenal. You have to watch it. It's hilarious and like subtle. Okay. Um, but well, <laughs> but so it's on Amazon, right? Yeah, it's an Amazon show. Okay. Uh. For All Mankind, though, is a little bit weird for me because mm. there's all the, like, NASA, like, history yeah. stuff that Alternate is really history. cool. Yeah, it, it's, it's all really cool in that aspect. But then there's some parts where I'm just, like, the storytelling feels a little uneven. Like, uh, when the kid gets hit by the car or whatever on the bike, mm -hmm. and they're just like, yeah, he's, like, not doing well he's basically dying and then like uh -huh. haven't heard from him since that episode <laughs> and like the last thing we saw was him like laying in a hospital bed oh i thought maybe hmm maybe you need to get your your eyes or ears checked <laughs> maybe I, I was also watching one of these episodes after like uh getting into Seattle at midnight and waking up yeah. kind of early and like okay well groggily watching so maybe i missed something but... yeah granted i i haven't seen that season in quite a while but if i remember correctly um yeah the season 1 ends with it being uncertain and then there's like a time jump 
Yeah, and like, it's like 10 years or something. They, in those first few episodes, I think they talk about how he passed away. Like, and they like ado- uh, I, adopted another kid kind of thing. I mean, I saw that they had that other girl, mm-hmm. but they didn't talk about him yet. So maybe that's in the yeah. next episode that I'm going to watch. Or yeah, something. I don't know when it comes, but it definitely comes up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of what I assumed, but it was just kind of like... Mm-hmm boy, we sure do care about this kid, this episode. And then even in the next episode, he was like nowhere to be seen or talked uh, about. And I was just like, okay, well, I guess we've moved on from that. I but, do. I will say I do really like um, the quality of that show. Well, the quality of all of their shows, but just yeah. the budget, you can tell they, they don't skip on it, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I feel like overall, I really like the show, but mm-hmm there's like these like weird little nitpicky things that I'm just like cognizant of is like, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a scene where, uh, Molly, uh, was mm-hmm. in a ship with zero G, but she was all like, I'm floaty, you know, and like uh-huh. floating around, but her hair was like very like stagnant to her. Of course. Yeah. So it was, it was like one of those things where I was just like, wait a second, wait. <laughs> Cause yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel like a lot of shows they that's usually either they miss that or like I've seen some where they'll CGI in like floating hair and it looks yeah. real bad. Yeah. Um but Yeah. That, that was just like one little thing that I was like, what is that? What is that? Well, I I, I can say that outside of those little things, uh season two is up there with season one. And season three is about to begin. And I think yeah, that, that's place... kind of what spurred this. I think it takes place in the 90s. So yeah, so basically they're doing the uh, those new X Men movies. Well, I guess they're not really new at this point, but newer. Like, yeah, the mm-hmm. first class, Days of Future Past, and whatever, uh, the other one, um, Apocalypse. Yes, yes, yeah. Which I with Oscar Isaac. I think I fell asleep during that movie, like in the theater. Like I went to see it while I was just on site somewhere, and then I yeah. when I woke up, too much had passed, and I was like. <laughs> All right, I guess I'm walking out. <laughs> and I just I clearly didn't hold my attention cuz I never do that in movies. Yeah, it it was a pretty bad one. I was pretty hyped for that movie because I like Days of Future Past so much. Yeah. But yeah, it didn't really do anything for me. What's the other thing that you said you're watching? Oh. Obi-Wan. Same. I mean, who I who doesn't want to watch that? Yeah. I what do you think? Okay. <laughs> I really like it. Um I was someone who, you know, I really like the Mandalorian seasons that we've had and the Book of Boba Fett I thought was good for what it was and I probably liked it more when they brought in they made it like, you know, season 2.5 of Mandalorian. Oh, Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah. Um but I remember seeing a lot of like complaints on this forum that i go on and people just nitpick like to death to like you you'd think you're about to watch something if you hadn't watched yet from the descriptions that was you know the worst thing ever like trash and you're like no this is actually competently made (laughs) but anyway is that the obi-wan you're talking about or no well so that's the funny thing is I kind of had similar feelings to a lot of that criticism for uh, Book of Boba Fett. Not saying it's the worst thing ever, but I, I do remember thinking some of the 
sequences and shots, like, you could tell that they didn't, like, put the budget into it kind of thing. But it didn't, like, break it for me. And when I was watching Obi-Wan, I was like, oh, like, you could tell they they put some thought into this and it, like, looks a lot better and I really liked it. And then I go into that thread, you know, the official thread for the show, and yet again, people are just, like, acting as if it was, like, the worst thing they'd seen. And I was like, I just can't relate. Because I thought it was really well done. Yeah, I mean, Obi-Wan is kind of like the Jedi from Star Wars, right? Like, uh, he, he's the first one you see. He's the one who's been in, like, all most of, of the movies yeah. in some capacity. Uh, so, it's very good to see that they are putting so much care into this. Uh-huh. And I think Ewan McGregor is like such a good actor and then has so much care for that character. Yeah. I thought he did a really good job of like portraying if only through his like facial expressions, his, you know, remorseness, remorse rather for the events of the prequels and like letting down his friend and, and you know, everything that happened. Yeah. So I thought like that whole through line and the surprise of, uh, child princess leia yeah i did not expect that at all like uh-huh. i don't i because they focus so much on luke in the trailer and stuff yeah. i thought it was going to be like a they're going after luke and like eh. you know i, kinda... I, I didn't huh. really like put too much thought into like what the actual story was going to be i was gonna be like yeah they're gonna do it they're gonna have fun but i was kind of like you know they're gonna want to preserve how he meets Obi-Wan in A New Hope. And to do that, you know, we see that in the trailer, he's going on an adventure, you know, and so when it was revealed that the reason he's going on a, a something that takes him away from Tatooine was Leia, I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. Like, that'd be the only thing that would pull him away from his duty. Right, yeah. Like, yeah. once it happened, I was like, oh, yeah, this, like, totally tracks and makes sense it was just kind mm-hmm. of like one of those things where it's like i didn't put too much thought into it before mm-hmm. like I, did, I didn't like watch the trailers like no super intensely i was just kind of like fleetingly watch them as yeah. they go by you're just like eh, but it's good and yeah once once leia showed up she was just like a firecracker <laughs> yeah it, like did a good, sass. a good job of like showing how she becomes the leia that you see in a new hope you know, like where that comes from. Right. And, you know, I think a lot of people don't like child actors, but so far, at least from what I've seen people talking about it, they, they liked it. Like those yeah. same negative people would be like, Oh, that this was a highlight of it. Um, yeah. I think going to child actors is like a weird thing. Cause I think sometimes people write child actors as adults. Yeah. And that always like turns me off of that like kid actor basically. Which like you... I think that that what was that Ryan Reynolds movie The Adam Project? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They basically just like write Ryan Reynolds dialogue and give it to the kid and yeah. you're just like what is this kid doing? <laughs> you know. You're, you're I mean it's it's I feel they do that because it's the only solid way to get across to the audience like yeah see it's the same character right but i feel like there's like a better way to be like he's got some like rebellious sassiness and Mm -hmm. then (laughs) 
but literally it just sounds like the same thing that Ryan Reynolds would read. Yeah. I I will say I did like the the Blade Runner planet that they went to. Die, die, die you uh, no something? idea what it's called. Yeah. But I liked everything about that and Flea showing up. Yeah. <laughs> I I was like, is that Flea? And then I'm like, I'm like looking, I'm like, I'm, I'm sure that's Flea. Oh, yeah. And then I look, I try to look it up on IMDb, and I didn't see him credited in it. Maybe he's so, uncredited. Maybe, but <laughs> I was just like, it's so crazy. Like whenever he pops up in anything, it's yeah. just like oh, last time I this. saw him was Back to the Future. You know, part of that. Oh, he's he's been in like other things too that I I am not pulling out of my brain at this moment but yeah, yeah. what about um kumail nanjiani yeah i liked I mean, him like, yeah he was cool uh <laughs> i'm glad he wasn't like an actual jedi because i remember seeing some speculation that like is he a jedi he's like wearing jedi looking right, clothes right and i think that's really funny because i'm just like pretty much everybody in star wars is wearing jedi looking type, clothes yeah like, if you look in the background of, like, almost any scene, it's like, oh, that guy could be a Jedi, I guess. Right. That guy could be a Jedi, I guess. I did but... like the the twist on it, that he's just, like, a con artist. Like he's, he's... Like, at first I thought he was working for the Empire to be, like, oh. you know, track down these Jedi kids, and he has this, this person working with him at the other end that fakes yeah. like he's being mind-controlled. Yeah. When, in reality, later on, I think it's that... That person is working with him, yeah, but he's not part of the Empire. He's just like, I have a contact who like can help them get there safe, and we're just yeah. making money off of them. Right. Yeah. But I <laughs> I was really worried for him, too, when he confronted the Inquisitor girl, the uh, third uh, sister, I yes, think? Yes, yes. Yeah, because uh, I was just like, oh, he's just going to get kill they're gonna kill him right now right like that's gonna be his one thing in the show and but you know hopefully we'll see him again i think we will. he survives he yeah. um kumail on twitter posted like he had his own character poster and oh, okay. if you even do whatever his character's name is which i can't recall right now um, if you use that as a hashtag it on like you know twitter has those things that it'll automatically put like an emoji next to it or uh yeah yeah i guess he has his own so it's Interesting. like he's probably going to be a major point part of the series. Gotcha. But I I liked it a lot, and yet you walk into that thread and people are like, "Oh, it's just so cheap looking," and you know they're saying like it feels uh, like it was just poorly done, and I'm like, "Am I even watching the same show?" Right. Like I, I mean, the only thing I can even say to that effect is the third sister when she was like parkouring across stuff uh -huh. it was just like a little bit ridiculous how she was like i'm just gonna like jump off of this thing to jump off into this thing that's... and it was kind of what <laughs> that's like, what parkouring like... is what no it... no man parkouring is like an art form you Shut know up. <laughs> i but... mean there's like a fluidity to those like when you watch people do parkour that no, I know. you know that she was just kind of like jumping off stuff to jump off stuff. So, yeah. you know, it, it didn't really bother me that much. It was just kind of like, oh, that's not quite what I thought it was going to be. But Kyle, you're sounding an awful lot like these posters in this thread. 
You're absolutely right. This show is the worst. Yeah, right. I hate it so much. The, the other con- I will not be watching next week. The other contention point that they seem to have, which I, it didn't even occur to me as I'm watching it, they really picked apart the scenes where Leia is like running from anyone. And they're like, you're telling me they couldn't catch up to the little girl? And I'm like, if they did, there wouldn't be a story. So like, what do you want? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like whatever for I, me. I, like, I, I think that the YouTube film criticism rabbit hole has, has broken people's brains to where like they can't just watch something. They have to like be, have a take. They, they have to deliver a bullet point <laughs> essay about the good and the bad of the star Wars media that they just watched. Like, and, and your name I, is Tyler Dumont. Welcome to your Ted talk. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could argue that goes back to the, the prequels. Like that's the inflection point with people being super negative and picking apart everything. Yeah, actually, speaking of the prequels, I really liked that like little recap thing they did from yeah. all the movies. That was really good. <laughs> the only thing I wish they would have done is incorporated some of the like the Clone Wars stuff. Uh-huh. I like I understand why they didn't, and I know you didn't really watch Clone Wars. No. Um, but there's a lot of like Obi Wan stuff in that. Actually, yeah. I don't. I don't know if you've like been watching people like well, talk about it or podcasts or anything. But no, I mean, because I go on these threads, like they're filled with you know people who are like uber fans, and so you get the picture that like oh, if you watch the the Clone Wars show series and movies, um, that you get more of a fleshed out um, relationship between Obi Wan and Anakin and it like introduces characters that they're now bringing into these shows that without that context, you're like, okay, cool. But I don't see why everyone's freaking out. Right. And so part of that's like Ashoka, right. And the inquisitors, uh, and all that stuff. Like I, I'm aware that it's part of those series. Um, but I think also that that is what drives a lot of people's like nitpicking and disappointment because they're like, expecting it to be a one-to-one like lineup of certain story elements and things and you're like this is made for an audience i think that is largely not hasn't watched that right so that's why the recap is just the prequels yeah yeah uh but the thing that i the important thing i think that they would have pulled from Uh that all those storylines from the Clone Wars is the one where Obi-Wan was in love with a lady. You know? And Oh, like it, Okay. And and lost her. Mm-hmm. Like uh Darth Darth Maul killed her. Okay. <clears throat> um and I think it just it further illustrates like his like air quotes failure to like protect the ones he cares about, mm-hmm. including like Anakin, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, so I think, I think there could have been something there to kind of like pull on in this show to like, to great, like to like put greater depth into his, like, I've failed like multiple people that Uh I care about, you know, I I understand why they wouldn't do that because they're kind of keeping it to the live action stuff. I did see some someone say or mention a character name that I wasn't familiar with. Uh, that, Satine. 
I think so, yeah. And they were thinking that he was referencing her when he's talking to Leia about, like, who she reminds him of. But I'm like, no, he's talking about Padme. Yeah. He's talking about like, his, that, her that, mom. Like, <laughs> technically, that could be true. Yeah. Technically, but, like, because she was basically everything Padme was, honestly. Uh-huh. Except he was in love with her. <laughs> but, but I don't think... Uh, Obi-Wan is kind of in love with Leia, so I don't think that's the kind of uh, track he's going for. Exactly, right. Aside from the obvious points of her being a child. (laughs) Right, yes. Um, Well, uh, enough of Star Wars talk. Yeah. Um, The only other thing I've been watching before we get to Better Call Saul is I started um, the new season of Stranger Things. Oh, I have not done that yet. But you've seen all the seasons up to this point? Yeah. They do have a pretty good recap on Netflix. Like, okay. if you just go into like the trailers and more, there's uh-huh. one of those. And um, I'm really, really into it. Like, I'm not, uh, not going to spoil anything, but like, each episode is like almost the length of a movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. And even like the last two of the season are like uh, almost like two hours each. Oh wow! Yeah, is I'm I'm actually kind of doubting if I've seen every season now because it's it's been a long time since they yeah put one out right yeah they okay. last did one in the summer of 2019 and that was season three with the whole mall and all that okay okay yes then I have seen it okay that yeah. just yeah I guess been, been a long timelines. time yeah. yeah. I bet no, those kids look way different now. They are definitely in high school. Like <laughs> you're watching and you're like, holy crap. <laughs> but yeah. like they use that as part of the story. Uh, you oh, know. okay. Is it, is it kind of like the thing that they do now with like hmm. everything where it, it's like the real world time has shifted in the, the made up world that they're telling the story. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I think uh, they said like, I think season three was supposed to be 1985. Like, and then this one's supposed to be 86, so like a year is supposed to have passed. But oh. it's obviously been more physical years. Uh, and yeah. so now they're to the point where like they're dealing with like, you know, high school and different cliques and, you know, using that as part of the story. <clears throat> is it Freaks and Geeks? Kinda, in some, some aspects. Nice. Um, hopefully this text... Did you hear that text that just came through? I did. Uh, that's probably because it's on one of my other devices. Um, it's Do you a group. Talk about it. No, it's a group text <laughs> with uh, uh, my coworker, and it's like one of our other coworkers texting about something. So hopefully it doesn't go off a bunch, but it's fine. It'll be all right. Ignore that if you're listening, people. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that text tone, everybody. Yeah, a little bamboo <laughs> sound. Um, yeah, I definitely watch that because it is easily, and you can tell the highest budget thing that Netflix does. And I, which I gotta say the download quality on like when you download, like on an iPad with Netflix is like garbage. Uh-huh. I didn't know if it was always this way, but I'm not being uh, hyperbolic, but like it's full of like artifacting and all that. And then I get home and put it on my OLED and I'm like, holy shit, it looks really good. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I've never downloaded anything to watch, mm. like on a plane or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, now you know. All right. 
Are you ready? You get down to the you... the show that we're actually here to talk about. Yes. Uh, do, do you want to get into the plan and execution of this episode? Oh yes, sir. <laughs> well, uh, as you can see uh, in our notes here, uh, and for anyone listening, uh, we're going to be talking about episode seven of Better Call Saul. Uh, which is the mid-season finale before they go on a six-week break. Um, And I know they said that, like, they didn't write it this way, like, specifically to have a break here, but it feels like a pretty good breaking point. Yeah, a good, good, a good, just a cliffhanger, I guess you could say. And if our, uh, our mutual friend Summer is listening, this is a spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh, she knows what i'm talking about uh this episode begins with lalo doing his best impression of a trucker <laughs> uh getting out of a, a manhole cover in the middle of the street we don't know where he is at the time last we saw him was in germany well i i knew that he wasn't in germany anymore yeah clearly good good that you picked eagle eye kyle picked up on that i've had trouble figuring out where lalo is before so (laughs) um he gets out of the manhole and yeah goes over to this car and ends up uh taking a quick shower at a truck stop uh not like you call it a truck stop um and i learned from their podcast which i did listen to this week uh that that's a real truck stop with showers like they just said hey can we use it and they just did it and they cleaned it up a little bit but i mean it's very common for truck stops like that to have showers and stuff for right. like those like those big ones and stuff that's probably a little smaller in size though but yeah yeah no i'm saying like they didn't build a fake one or oh i gotcha yeah um and as we're watching this we're like okay he's like living uh, not living out of his car, but he like uses it to go take showers and take a quick nap. Yeah, that like timer. An, an hour, an hour nap that he wakes up right before the yeah. timer goes off because he's, he's laser focused. Yep. Uh, and we find out he's watching Alondra Matt. Yeah, from inside the sewer. Which every time they show, I I want to go into a sewer and see if it's actually like that because. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime I see a sewer in like any sort of like media, mm-hmm. it's always like this like very like not big space but biggish and like there's not much flowing through it. It's it's like you yeah. can walk through it. Yeah. But you're like I'm expecting like a flowing river of stuff. Yeah. Of shit. <laughs> well, if you want to go there. Yeah. Which I picked up on from the podcast that um they used the same, like, set, if you want to call it, that they used for the oil tanker with Nacho. Mm. Yeah, they, they took that and, like, built some things on either end of it so that he's walking through it and then he finally gets into it. Gotcha. Um, little tidbit there, but, yeah. Interesting. Um, it, it had me kind of wondering, like, in the real world, do they just have separated, like, storm drain stuff that's separate from waste you know i don't know i i was gonna say they they must but i i don't know yeah it might run like parallel to it or something i don't mm. know we'll ask the city planners in our lives yeah we'll get back to you if any of you listening uh want to email us letters at 
letters at lospodcasthermanos.com. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't think anyone has, and I, I really doubt they're going to. But if you know a city planner and you know the answer to this question, let us know. I can confirm that we have not received a single email. So Yeah. Well, that's okay. Oh, I heard a little oh, meow okay. there. Yeah. My, my cats have been enjoying the new house, so one of them is very vocal, so she's just been letting us know that she's here Aww. and she's around. Well, tell them hello. Hello, Tabitha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so after we see this opener, uh, the stinger, if you will, hey, Tabby, she, she looks like she wants to say something. She does. She's sniffing the microphone. So if you hear little sniffs. Tabby, I know you can't hear me, but I hope you and you're enjoying Better Call Saul in Seattle. She doesn't usually watch with me. Oh. She doesn't want to be spoiled. She wants to binge it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so after that stinger, um, we, uh, as you can see in my note here, we are brought to a guy who is moving a shopping cart, but repeating a phrase over and over, listen to me, I'm a philosopher. Listen to me, I'm a philosopher. Listen to me, I'm a philosopher. Yeah. Come to find out, he is a local actor rehearsing some lines. Yeah. Uh, When I saw him, I was like, this guy looks familiar, but I don't, like, I can't place him. And then Uh when when, uh, Jimmy, like, rolls up, I'm like, oh, (laughs) it's the guy. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah. They're fake. Casemiro. Yeah, because like I didn't even pay attention to the guy when they showed him previously. Right. It was so brief that you know, blink and you miss yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he uh, Jimmy shows up to basically tell him like, "Hey, quick, we need reshoots now. I'll pay pay you more." Yeah. Um, which leads to a really great segment, really fast paced, full of comedy uh, segment. With yeah. the UNM kids. <clears throat> yeah, the <laughs> between the one girl in her like dark crystal like <laughs> play <laughs> outfit mm-hmm. and then the other the other kid uh teaching his class or whatever. He's like a TA, which, I think. Yeah, it, he definitely doesn't seem like he's the professor of the class, but he's there to like step in for <laughs> the professor of the class and he's just kinda like this is the good camera and you can't use That's it. That's not for you. That's for artists, for auteurs. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and even, like, when he goes to the camera they're supposed to be using, he's like, this is for your, your bar mitzvahs, your local <laughs> civic meetings, and uh, non-plot porn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, but we find out, you know, they're uh, being asked to redo their photo session. Uh, at the last minute, clearly, like, morning of the meeting, and this is yep. why Kim did her U-turn and is rushing it back. today. Yeah. Wait, was that the same day? That U-turn? She was going, yeah, technically. It was that morning, she was, yeah. She was going to the thing, yeah. The meeting, or the yeah. other meeting. Lunch. <laughs> um... Yeah, this whole sequence uh, is great, and we also get to see uh, what Jimmy's been paying them. I I think it may have been revealed in a previous episode, but when uh, the main camera guy is like, I'm, "My fee is up to four hundred," he's like, 400 
last week was 100 so you realize they've been getting paid like barely anything to do this stuff yeah i mean but they're college they, kids and they're like whatever yeah i feel like in those first episodes of the whole series when he first gets them i feel like the he's paying them like 20 bucks or something yeah probably so, so it seems like they've they've definitely gotten a raise but mm -hmm. still not anything too substantial <laughs> I, I just uh, every time they show up i just love how he jimmy treats them with such like <laughs> contempt and disrespect yeah but like none of them like react in in like they're offended or anything they just roll with it so it's almost right. like they give him equal disrespect so they all kind of like are persnickety toward each other yeah um and Kimmer arrives were you gonna say something no no, no. oh i was just gonna say uh Kim arrives with the uh, materials to make the fake cast yeah. and is, you know, telling the actor who's going to play the mediator. Uh, and he's like, oh, now your, your character has a cast. He's like, this changes everything. The <laughs> yeah. plot thickens. Like, yeah. he's super into it. And they reveal, like, what he's been told this is all about is that it's like, remember, you're a secret agent, like, <laughs> delivering a package to a very important politician or something. Yeah. Yeah. But we see uh them restaging it and making it obvious that it's the same envelope that Jimmy got from the bank. Right. And they shoot it once and they're like, No, you can't see the envelope. So they have that funny scene of Kim like running out to like talk <laughs> yeah. to him because she can't be heard. Yeah. And then <laughs> her shoes, shoes are in the shot. Yeah. Shoes are in the yeah. shot. <laughs> yeah. Just but all around great stuff. Yeah, it it's the little touches like that, like her running out there, her shoes getting left in the shot that like mm -hmm. kind of make this show like tense and like <laughs> like mm -hmm. rushed in a way that like feels really good and like natural. Yeah. You know? Cuz like in a normal like show, it would just be like she would just be like shouting her the thing that she wants to say right and they would just hear it right you know but they're like no well, they wouldn't it, be able to hear you it adds like that whole part um all of it really it adds to this sense of like they're doing all this out in the open yeah. and anyone could see them uh but the time is of the essence they don't care at this point so right like you know we're just gonna it, do and this. like if this was like the first season of the show mm -hmm. they would probably like return to this moment yeah and like and have something happen with it like someone saw it or something you know but well yeah at this point at this point in the show i don't think that's gonna come up it may no but... i i think it'd be one thing if we didn't find out that the pi was working for jimmy like prior to that I, I called like, it i was, I was yeah. happy about that i was thinking like oh the pi is probably gonna see this if if he isn't working for jimmy but you know right we, we discover otherwise yeah the um whole process of them like developing the photos which is cool to see um i saw a meme of that <laughs> where it's the you know the main um camera guy kid i, I don't think we ever get their names I, um, yeah i don't know if we do but he's like can't rush the process and so <laughs> i saw a meme on like reddit after the episode aired after everything that happened happened and it was mm -hmm. like to the people complaining that the last few episodes have been slow. 
and it's a picture right away. You can't rush the process. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. But we we that scene is pivotal because we see them picking the photos and then uh, coating it with a substance, which is yeah. very interesting. What could that be? I was expecting this drug that they had tested at the vet to be like a pill or like something you put in a drink. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought too. So like it didn't even come like it didn't process in my brain that that's what they were doing at first. I was just like, what? Okay. And then I immediately was like, Oh, okay. That's, that's what that is. Once Howard like did the like Mm -hmm. feely hand thing. I was like, Oh, that's okay. That's the, yeah. Um, yeah, they, they do all that. They tell the kid, this is a, a need to know, and you don't need to know kind yeah. of thing, because um, he questions it. And then, right. that, then they do the handoff of the photo, and that's when we discover the PI that Howard, th- Howard thought he hired was really Jimmy's PI. Yeah. And the way that that gets revealed, I'm going to jump ahead just a little bit there on yeah. like the reveal of it, uh, is kind of funny, because... <laughs> I don't remember the exact details, but basically Jimmy had his PI call him, uh, call Howard to get, because, uh, or something like. You, was, you're talking about later on after the meeting when Howard's like. Howard's kind of like put it together. Yeah. And he's saying that like, oh, Jimmy gave me the number for this P- PI. No. Or, uh, it's, it's actually completely different. I thought. Oh God! Someone's, Cats are someone's going fighting. crazy there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but didn't I thought Jimmy gave the contact basically or something like that? No, they um, and this is it is skipping ahead, but you know whatever. Um, once Howard puts it together, he basically says that um, they had. It seems like HHM has a go to. PI like company, uh, which I guess isn't that out of the question. Um, maybe that's no. something that lawyers do employ to like right. help get information for their cases that the police don't have. Um, but he was saying something to the to the uh, effect of that they someone called him, faking as if they're from the company, to say, "Hey, we got a new number." Oh, that's that's what it was, and yes. it was to the receptionist, uh, Howard's receptionist, and they, she took Jimmy's fake number to his fake PI. Yeah, and so these he's like, oh, I actually just tried calling the old number for the company, and they said no one by that guy, no one by the name of that guy ever worked here. Yeah, so that's yeah. The more you know, but yeah, the more you know. <laughs> but hmm. I thought that was a really funny clever slipping jimmy just got him again yeah it it all came together almost too perfectly it's Um, like they thought of everything yeah almost (laughs) (laughs) as we'll we'll see uh but yeah the the pi is ends up being uh someone who's working for jimmy and kim as well uh and we swap scenes to the meeting where uh both sides of this class action lawsuit are going to come together. Howard's getting the room set up, uh, and he very specifically removes a chair, which I now realize is he's planning where the wheelchair is going to go, which 
Yes. I have some theories about why he wanted her to to be in a wheelchair um, for this meeting, but um, he comes into contact with a, an intern, basically, who comes in to like stock the fridge and is so startled to see him, one of the partners of the firm, that mm-hmm. he drops all the sodas on the ground. Yeah. And he gives them like a a little like, do you know what happens when you drop a soda like, on the ground? Yeah, a carbonated beverage. The, the the kids like so flustered that he's like, oh, just, I'm gonna pick these up and just put them in the fridge. And he, you yeah, know, Howard's like, well, no, 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 we wouldn't want that. We don't want any surprises or whatever the yeah, <laughs> like. But he gives them this little like spinny can trick, which apparently which... works. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Honestly, I've always done the thing where you like hit the top of the can. Yeah. Or whatever. But no, I think it was I... something they looked up in Popular Science magazine. Huh. Yeah. I would. Uh. I kind of. I got a seltzer <laughs> in the fridge. I was thinking about trying it. I just haven't done it yet. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, it it did act as a interesting little scene where he gets to, you know. Uh, talk fondly about Chuck mm-hmm. and also has this moment of like my insular little world of my you know m- lawyer politics and, and friends like there's a bigger world out there uh, and he even says like because the kid has no idea who Chuck even is yeah he says like one of the greatest legal minds I ever knew uh, maybe what does he say maybe there are more important things yeah which it, which kind of to me gives you the sense of like between seeing Howard going to uh, therapy and his like state of his marriage and all that and him trying to like get over the death of Chuck like spoiler alert I guess <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it just shows that like maybe he's like coming to realize like now what's important in life yeah uh, well, perfect timing like, yeah yeah. Uh, but I, I, I love that that kid is just like, yeah, I'm new here. Who is that? <laughs> he does it in such a respectful way, but yeah, but it's just like, it's, it's really funny to me. Cause like, there's been plenty of times in my life when I have that same idea of just like, hear a name like, oh, it's the like CEO of the company or something. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Whatever. Yeah. It's like, I'm glad you think that's important. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, but from from there, doesn't uh, we go up to meet? I forgot her name. Irene. Irene, right? <laughs> Howard, yes. Howard's a much better person than me because he remembers how she likes her. Was it even coffee or tea? Or I don't tea. remember that. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They kind of they kind of explain to her what's going to happen in the meeting and how it's going to go down and everything. Thereby explaining that, it to us, the audience. Right. The whole point of it. That it's going to take a lot longer. Uh, you know, she doesn't have to agree on anything today. But it's a good starting point, basically. Which is them trying to... Like, because she's like, I'm going to do whatever you guys tell me is the best idea. And they don't want her to settle. Right. You know, so they're basically like, oh, it's, it's normal for this to take a long time. We're thinking like maybe two years. Yeah. And then they convince her to go to the meeting in a wheelchair. What are your thoughts on that aspect? Uh, it's manipulative. 
uh-huh. to say the least, because, you know, she clearly can stand up and walk around of her own volition. And, uh, yeah, she's made to look a little more fragile. Right. Made, so. made to appear, um, you know, maybe less in control of her faculties, uh, since she is one of the deciding factors of the, um, the lawsuit, but then also, uh, furthering her impression of the power that her attorneys have of like, yeah, they know what's best for me, like kind of thing. Yeah. And what was funny is this is after Howard has seen the photos, the staged photos, and he's touched it. And yeah, he has we the stuff, that. Yeah. stuff on his fingers, which uh, for anyone listening is the, uh, the drug that they've given him through the skin. clearly. Yeah. Um, that whole time I was watching it, I was like, Oh no. Like I'm like something unforgivable is going to happen in in this episode. And at that point I'm going, "Oh, is like he going to touch Irene her and then and, she yeah. can't, her heart can't handle can't handle it and then she dies." Like that Ugh. would be so like unforgivable. Yeah. Um luckily I don't think that happened. No. It must be <laughs> something where like you have to be you have to get such a high dose, you know, like right at the start because like he shakes hands with um schweikert rich schweikert and nothing happens to him you know yeah so but yeah um this kind of brings us to what i've put in our notes in all caps as (laughs) the meeting slash the fucking yeah in a few which has a few meanings yeah it's one of those things where it's just kind of like when they were talking about D-Day, I did not, like, it is a lot more low-key than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be, like, this big, like, cacophonous thing. Uh-huh. And it is, in a certain aspect, but I thought it was going to be, like, I don't know, like, more, like, ridiculous, I guess. Really? But this was, like, yeah, I don't, do I don't know think? what I, uh. I don't know what I expected exactly, but there was a certain amount of, like bombacity that I was expecting but this was just kind of like Howard staying relatively in control for what he thought was happening yeah but literally like so far out of control of the actual situation right <laughs> like he is still very much like aware that well he at that point he's not really aware that he's been drugged but he is staying is as in control as he can which for what he's accusing is still, you know, it's going to mess with his reputation. Yeah, exactly. And I guess I, I thought there was going to be something that he was just going to like, totally like lose his mind and mm-hmm. like completely break character, but right. he still stays pretty well, like in his, within his own character. Yeah. When I was rewatching it, I noticed he like, when he first, um, he first sees the mediator, the judge come in, who he saw the stage photos of for anyone listening. Um, he kind of gives a, um, after the judge gives his opening like remarks and says he's all about compromise. Yeah. And rather than like go straight out, uh, straight out on the accusatory path right away, he, which this kind of struck me, he immediately is like, um, we cannot continue with this today. 
like yeah which is very um uh, a good way to write that rather than having him like you said like blow up right away are you kidding me right. this is crazy this is I saw the thing. chicanery yeah yeah uh, that's chuck woodson yeah um but hmm. i mean basically all this whole scene is basically him just he as you were describing he walks in and uh you know, says it can't continue, and then it goes on to explain that he saw him this morning. Uh-huh. Well, he saw pictures of him this morning, right? And they're all like, "You have pictures of yeah, me from this morning?" Like, I don't even know what the context is. Yeah, <clears throat> right. And you know, everyone in the room is just kind of like, "What in the heck is happening here?" Uh-huh. And and Howard is just like, keeps just digging and digging and digging on. Well, he, like all these little details that he has about this man. Well, he who just walked. He does room. reveal like I hired a PI who was following well, Jimmy. Yeah. Right, right. So like, and, gives it some sense of credibility. Right, he thinks. Uh, yeah, that he got a twenty thousand dollar payoff from Jimmy to basically uh, throw this case. Right. And uh, get the money sooner. Right. Um, and he has his assistant go and grab the photos and meanwhile chuck and chuck jimmy and kim are listening in on the phone mm-hmm. yeah like crossing their fingers like make make sure everything goes off without a hitch yeah and this is the part that i didn't quite understand mm-hmm. is the the photos look way different like the it's got like the the sound guy or whatever yeah and um they, they what, what happened what do you mean they, they took a whole separate set of photos that are clearly not of the judge but th- that the guy still has a mustache, so they're like, oh, Howard thought he saw something, and he's, like, so coked out of his mind, he didn't understand what he was looking at. Yeah, I guess I understand that part of it. I I don't understand, like, was it a different envelope? Was it... Oh. Like, the, was it some sort of, like, picture thing where <laughs> it changed pic- the no, picture? No, I, I, yeah, I was I was like, what the heck happened to the other pictures? No, I think the implication, and I think Howard even says it after everything goes down when he's back in his office, is that the PI, who he realizes isn't his PI, must have just swapped out the envelope, like, after he left the room or something. That's probably all it was. I'd like to go back and watch and see if he, like, does, like, a... He's got, like, two envelopes or something and, like, hands them and, like... Oh, I don't think so. I I think it's, like, an off-screen thing. Yeah. I guess that's why I was a little confused because I I thought they were gonna, like, he was gonna be like, look, here's the pictures, and it's like the same pictures, and then it's gonna be like, harumph, I can't believe that that's not me. Yeah, that, that's what I expected. Was like, yeah, some little sign, you know, in the actor's face that they hired, like, would be a clear giveaway that that's not me. Yeah, like, look at this little detail. Look at this birthmark that you didn't account for. I, I've got an earring or, you know, something. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, all of that's happening, and they make it a point to, to have the assistant um, from uh, Davis and Maine be like, Howard, your eyes. Your are you, eyes. Are you okay? And yeah. they show his, you know, the d- pupils dilated. Pupils. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, everything kind of goes off the rails and Howard runs to, to try and be like you must have grabbed the wrong envelope I'm going to grab the right one and while he's gone uh, everything kind of falls apart and uh, you know the other side um, Schweikert 
and them are like, now we're lowering our offer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we out. Peace out. Which is exactly what Jimmy and Kim probably expected and wanted because as all this is going down you see them starting to to have intercourse uh yes uh on the couch of uh saul's new office yeah one of those good breaking bad style shots where it's like focused on one thing and everything else is out of focus but you see what's happening in the background yeah yeah and that's why i put in the note that this is the meeting slash the fucking (laughs) oh i thought it was the fucking of howard but (laughs) but yes it's both (laughs) okay yeah, so everything goes off perfectly, and yeah. you know, uh, we we have that scene that we've been mentioning where um, Howard is up in his office and he's figured out what what everything is is, is all about, uh, and I think he even does kind of convince um, Cliff because when he gives the point of like oh he must have given me something look it's already wearing off and he like goes through the whole thing about the phone line not being you know uh connected anymore yeah like i think it gets cliff to a point where he's like okay now i you're probably right but we can't prove this yeah i think i think it's one of those things where cliff is kind of like oh this is a little fishy but like how did all this like you know I don't think he fully buys it for sure. Mm-hmm. I think he kind of concedes that weird things have been happening, you know, like, mm-hmm. and I could see them either going back on like him just doubling down on like the drug use or, you know, yeah, he he does make a point to say like, I'm going to be like, cause I think Howard even says like, I'm the lead attorney on this. So I, I decide whether or not we continue and yeah. to which uh, the response from Cliff is basically like, well, I'm going to be forced to go to, I think he says, like, the partners at his firm. And, like, are you going to make them believe all that all of this was Jimmy? Like, Yeah. So basically saying, like, even if this is true, how are you going to prove it? Right. Um, so that's when you realize, like, this whole thing is done. There's no other options. Yeah. And the plan went off without a hitch for jimmy for jimmy yes and Kim. big old hitch and howard yeah <laughs> um so after all of that sequence which is quite a huge chunk of the episode like it is um we switch gears uh back to lolo yep uh this is when he finally uh Institute, in, in, no, wrong words. <laughs> he makes some things happen at the laundromat. Yes. Uh, uh, he he calls. Well, first he makes a home video for he make... Don Eladio. Yes, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, what uh, what did he say? I. So this is uh, this only became clear to me from rewatching, like kind of putting the pieces together on the sequence of events but he essentially is laying out to both Don Eladio and us the audience that he found out about this this operation he finds out about the drug lab being built like everything he found out from the guy in Germany and mm-hmm. is basically saying like here's your proof I'm going to go in and, and kill all these guards and I'll get photographic evidence and show you 
is the original plan. Right. And he films that for Don Eladio, and then we see him call Casa Tranquila, yeah. where Hector is, right. to ba- presumably tell him the same thing. Right, and basically that gets Mike and his boys to go into action. Nope. No? And I'm only being specific about this because I didn't get it at first until I rewatched it. Oh, okay. He, Lalo, first calls Hector, and as he's being uh, put on hold to go through... Yeah, he, there's like a... He, he noticed that there's like a, a, a call tracer. Yeah. yeah. Which I guess, you know, before cell phones and digital <laughs> calling, that's how you could tell if, some, if a line was tapped. Yeah. And he then hangs up when he realized that. This is before he's spoken to Hector, mind you. Right, right. Uh, hangs up and, and is really pissed off because he realizes that it's tapped and that everything he's going to tell um, Hector is going to be heard by Gus and them. Right. So, I mean, I, I thought he was... I thought that well, was still happening. Like, I thought he was... He knew that, and then he calls and says kind of the same thing. Well, that's that. It, that's the distinction, is that once he yeah. realizes that, and that the, the call being tapped is only on Hector's line, he calls back, and this is now the first time that Mike and them are hearing it. They didn't hear his previous attempt, because he never right. let it go through. Right. Um, he's giving a different story to Hector. He's saying, I wasn't able to find the proof, which we saw that he was in his video to Donald Audio. Yeah. So basically telling Hector, I'm going to go with plan A, which is to go kill Gus. Like, and that's right. So basically taking off any suspicion of him knowing about the laundromat. Right. And, and then that causes, that's when we see yeah. Mike to leave the law. La- He's leaving the laundromat. Yeah. Right. And he, basically going back to home base, uh-huh. assumedly to look out for, uh, boy Gus well he goes to talk to Gus and yeah tells him you know I, I made the call to take all, all of our coverage off of quote lower oh, value man. lower value targets yeah yeah uh, and what does he say <laughs> he's like uh, I lost it I lost it what you I, I yeah I thought he said something about uh like making it the right choice or something like that, but um, I don't think I can't remember. Uh, I don't know, but I I was wondering if that those lower value targets did mean mm-hmm. uh about his uh daughter or granddaughter. Yeah, that's what I was wondering too. Yeah, I thought that might have come up, but it didn't. So no, I think it um. Obviously, Lalo isn't hearing this conversation, but to us, it's showing us that Jimmy and Kim aren't going to be as watched as they once were. Yeah, which Lalo has no idea about, right? But that kind of wrap that kind of brings us back to Kim discovering that um, Mike has guys watching her and Jimmy, which yeah. we thought was going to end up, you know, like leading to. You know, something bad happening to somebody because she thought that Gus's guys were, you know, 
Well, Lala I mean, vice versa. it does end up happening, but <laughs> a different way. happens to somebody. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, and before we get to the, the last part of the episode, um, I did want to point out, and I didn't even catch this the first time that after Lala hangs up doing his fake call to Hector, we see the shot of him looking at a cockroach. If you remember, he, he describes Saul as a cockroach when he first meets him. He's like, you're a survivor, man. La, la cucaracha, huh. or whatever he calls him. Yeah. I, so, I vaguely remember that. But Yeah. That yeah. makes him... I think that the intent is to show that is making him think, okay, my actual plan A is now no longer in motion, but maybe I can get um, help from yeah. Jimmy. Hmm. Which is why he goes there. Right? <laughs> but, I mean, before we get... I mean, I guess we're kind of going there now, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know, we've opened up on them just, like, chilling. They're having having just had dinner, it looks like. Uh-huh. Uh, and watching TV. Uh-huh. And they get a knock on the door. And we see a candle flicker as the door opens yeah. when, when Jimmy answers it. Yep. And it's Howard. Oh, no big deal. Most most unexpectedly. He is... At least to me. Yeah, I kind of thought, like, oh, I wonder if it's it's going to be Lalo. Like, and then because yeah. it was Howard first, I was like, oh, okay, it's probably okay. Yeah, and he's just like, you won. And they're just like, uh, what did we win? Like, what did we? What game were we playing that we won? Yeah. You know, they're kind of playing dumb. Playing dumb, yeah. And he just kind of goes over the whole situation and is just telling them I don't know he's just he he's spilling beans about his marriage and everything uh-huh. and just like it I've always had to like struggle and like take care of things <laughs> and uh-huh. be so like even keeled about it basically he- he's kind of explaining mm -hmm. his life well he's on one hand you know giving them the verbal dressing down that they deserve right and trying to like trying to guess their motivation for the scheme that he knows they did like even though they won't admit to it but what's crazy is that he's so like dead on right about them like Why'd you do it? Is it oh how he has too much uh, privilege and you know I want my money now and like everything he describes is correct, and then right. he reveals like you said those things about um, himself, his marriage and counseling and therapy and you know kind of like showing them he wasn't this villain like per, like he didn't have his life all together and whatnot like they did. I mean. It's one of the things that, like, in real life, you know, everyone's, like, the hero of their own story type thing. Yeah. You know, like, and everyone else is, you know, an actor in it. And it's just, like, to them, he was, like, Uh this, you know, more villainous character to them. Right. Like, overall. Uh, But, you know, in his own head, he was struggling, you know. Uh So. And he delivers a cutting... uh... A few cutting lines to Kim, which I thought like kind of mirrored. Um, so in Breaking Bad, Nazmandias, when Hank is about to be killed, 
he turns to Walt and he says, like, you're the smartest guy I ever met, but even you're stupid to, too stupid to see. He made up his mind. You know, he was a compliment. And then, whatever. And Howard, during his rant, turns to Kim and is like, he first, like, says, you know, that Jimmy has a sickness about him, whatever. And then he turns to Kim and, and is like, you're one of the smartest legal minds I've ever known. Or, you know, you so much potential. But this yeah. is what you choose. And he even says to her, um, you've got a piece missing. Yeah. Which is true for both of them. Right. Because very true. It's very true. He, uh, They're both kind of raised that way, too. You know? Like, and we've seen that throughout the entire series for both of them. Yeah. He, he like, gets at a point about how, oh, like, this isn't just about the money for you. Like, you get off on it, as we literally yeah. saw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's, like, dead on right, which I think was really good for him, given what happens next to his character. Like, he's able yeah. to get all that out and let them know that he knows. He's got them, you know, pinned yeah. to a T. Um, and as that's happening, and they're saying... We see a candle flicker. We see a candle flicker as... You know, Kim is saying, like, Howard, all right, that's it. It's time for you to leave. Like, trying yeah. to defuse it. And uh, there's a shadow that appears behind Howard. And Kimmy and Jim, Kimmy, Kim and Jimmy <laughs> uh, immediately change their expression to one of horror and shock. Well, yeah. And I think uh, Jimmy's face is a little more animated than Kim's mm -hmm. because. He thought that uh, Lalo was dead. Yeah. Kim knew that he was alive and hasn't told him yet. Right. And I'm wondering if this is the thing. Like, between Howard saying, you've got a piece missing, and Lalo showing up. Yeah. This that's is, the thing. I think this is going to be the catalyst to everything falling apart, obviously. Yeah, ab absolutely. Um, I mean, in, in more ways than one, even. Yeah. So. And but, Jimmy, like you said, Jimmy's face being more animated, like he has this look of like horror. And I think he even verbally says how, <laughs> yeah, like in disbelief, something like that. Yeah. yeah. To him, like, he's looking at a dead man, you know? Yeah, exactly. And he's about to literally be looking uh, at a dead man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which brings us to the final part of the episode, really. Yeah. And Lala's like, I just want to see, talk to my lawyers, you know, yeah. like, and, and, Howard, Jimmy's like, <laughs> is just like, who are you? Like, yeah, he's like, I'm clearly in the middle of something. <laughs> it's like, oh, buddy. Yeah, um, he tries to like defuse it and get out, and he doesn't really understand what, like, why they're so freaked out. Yeah, and then he sees like, oh, Lala's doesn't pulling he out a offer pistol. to like give them help in some capacity or something? Who? Howard doesn't he say something that like to me it was insinuating that like, do you guys need help? No, I mean, not that I re recall. Um, I thought he was just like, is everything okay? <laughs> like, or something like that? I think he, yeah. I think once he realizes they're in danger. Yeah, um, or, or like, I guess once Lala pulls out the gun. Yeah, exactly. I guess, yeah. Which, Lala pulls out a, a pistol and starts screwing on a silencer, which... <laughs> huh. I think that's one of the, like... He insists he just wants to talk to his lawyer as he's like screwing off right. the silencer, and it's just like I saw. Dude, 
I saw people like calling back to when Howard is showing the intern about how when you twist the can, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, that's how you avoid a surprise explosion. I think it's something to yeah. the effect of what he says. Yeah. Um, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. But Howard realizes what's like that he's in the middle of something that he shouldn't be. Yeah. And basically Lalo just very nonchalantly just pops him in the head. Yep. Right in and... the middle of a sentence as Howard's saying like, can't we all just something like yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, they freak out. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. And that's pretty much where the episode ends. Is, you know? Yeah. They, like, I don't know what your thoughts on thoughts are on this, but like I really when you when you compare and contrast this to like when Hank gets shot in Breaking Bad, they film this in such a way that's like I feel like their reactions are super realistic, like and they cut from any music and any like slow mo effect, any anything to like make it more than it is. It's literally just boom, he shot. And they're reacting to it, and it's it all happens very quick. I noticed when I watched it the second time. Yeah, a lot of times when like like a beloved character will die in a show or movie thing, you know, it'll like go into slow motion and like you mm -hmm. like some big dramatic music, but this was just like he gets shot in the head and like falls and like hits the like table or something mm -hmm. and then hits the ground. Yeah, and like the like scream, I think that Kim lets out is just like it's blood curdling, and like yeah, it all sounds super real. Yeah, and it it seems like it's happening like in real time rather than mm. like slowed down and made to be dramatic. And I think right. the fact that it was so like I don't want to say sterilized, but like it wasn't played to be like, oh my gosh, can you believe that Howard is dead? Yeah. It was just kind of like, yo, he's fucking gone. And <laughs> yeah. he ain't playing around. Yeah. And and meanwhile, while that's happening, Lalo's going, shh, 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 shh. Now we can yeah. talk. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, that, that's, that's like the last line of the, sh the episode, thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we can talk. Which shows yeah. just how crazy he is. Yeah. And I saw a lot of like speculation, like people, like, again on that same forum where people are, you know, picking it apart, and they're like, "Did he really need to kill Howard and like draw that attention to him when he's trying to be sneaky?" And it's like, you know, probably not, but it's Lalo. <laughs> yeah, he just kills random people, and he he's just a maniac. He did hear Howard say in the hallway. Like when he when he was in the hallway, he heard Howard overheard him saying, uh, at the end of the end of his rant, that he was going to dedicate his life to like exposing them. Yeah. So like that could play a part of it of like, well, if he exposes them, then they find out about me. But I think Lala was just like, I need to talk to them. They told me off the last time I was here, and you know, yeah, I need to show them who's boss. Yeah. So. It was a great cliffhanger. I had my jaw open, like... Yeah, yeah. And honestly, like, that is such a 
for someone who's not at all in that world, like Kim isn't, and like Jimmy pretty much isn't, like he had the whole uh, near-death experience, you know, in the desert, really shook him. Yeah. Um, you know, for this little scheme they have going on, for that to be the unintended consequence of it, right in front of their face, right, is like, how do you go back from that? And like, like you said, I, I think that's what's going to lead to, to things falling apart possibly kim you know um people have speculated that she's gonna disappear herself like use the the vacuum guy but i don't think so i think she's she's going to leave but in a way that jimmy knows where she is and i think that's going to influence the gene timeline in the future yeah and i'm wondering what kind of path it takes because I thought maybe we would see like something from the gene timeline here mm-hmm. before the break, if that's where they were going to go with it, like, uh, like exclusively. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, most of the stuff here has kind of been wrapped up aside from like Lalo. Yeah. Like he's like the one, like if, if, if Lalo was wrapped up in this episode, like what was going on like all around him mm-hmm. then all of Gus's storylines will go fine into Breaking Bad and Odenkirk and mm-hmm. stuff other than like the Kim situation which would essentially be addressed with the Gene storyline right would would be taken care of so then they could have just kind of like cleanly jumped to yeah. the Gene timeline but since Lalo is still unresolved I'm not sure if maybe they'll do like a, a split like each episode kind of has like a little bit of the future all stuff yeah. a little bit of the gene stuff yeah I don't know man <laughs> I feel like every every prediction <laughs> I've read is mostly wrong so I don't you know I've I've just re- so refreshing <laughs> I've read a lot of that too like what you're what you're theorizing um but I think it's going to happen differently. <laughs> like I see a lot of people saying they think, you know, Lalo, well, he has to be dead. Right. Cause like, you know, they clearly set up Gus's gun in his lab. Well, that he hid that he hid. Um, but to me, I'm like, no, that's less interesting. If all the characters that you don't see in breaking bad, if they all end up dead, you know, like Nacho, uh, Howard and, I don't think they're going to kill Kim, but I also think that Lalo is going to get away too. Hmm. And and Saul Jimmy is only going to think that he's dead, and Gus might know that he's out there, but uh, might tell Hector that he's the last Salamanca, just out of spite, you know. I could, I could honestly see it going either way with Lalo, mm-hmm. on it, because. He is such like a threat to everything uh-huh. that it it's almost easier to kill him. But I know they don't like to do things right. easy to the writers for the show. Yeah. So like if there's like some creative way that they find for him to still be alive, you know, I would love to see it. Yeah. I think that's more interesting. Yeah. Personally, but it's the same the same way with Kim, you know. Like, yeah. It's easy to, it's easy to kill her. Right. But like what's the more interesting way to like get her to have this divide with Jimmy and it be this big tragic right. thing. 
So we we will see. Yeah, we've got to wait six weeks. A little less now, but yeah. Oh yeah, because it's been almost a full week since the episode. So yeah. Which apologies to anyone listening. We took a while to to get this recording out. Yeah, but it is what it is. Yeah, it. This isn't meant to be a, a timely discussion of the episode. More just. Like we, we had a little time to reflect and think about. We let the episode marinate and simmer in your mind, and then yes. we discuss it. Indeed. And then, and then we a... pull out the proverbial forks and pull it apart, like you would a piece of meat, like you're shredding chicken. Yeah. Delicious. <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I haven't had lunch, and it's almost two p.m. here. I haven't had lunch, or, and it's ten forty-seven. I haven't had breakfast. Sorry, but either so. <laughs> I'm pretty hungry. I had a, I had a donut for breakfast. Nice. There's this place, kind of sort of nearby. Mm-hmm. Those donuts. Got one. It was pretty good. I don't know what I'm gonna Just do. A, I don't know. Got to eat something. I, I'm running out of out of steam. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is there anything else you want to talk about with the show? I think uh, no. I think but we've pretty much hit everything. I think for anyone listening. Excuse me, for anyone listening, um, during this break, there's talk of maybe, I kind of thought, and this is something that you and I could probably talk offline, but um, might still do an occasional episode of just uh, other media discussion, maybe as an opportunity to bring in our good friend Jeff Riley. Mm, We shall see. That would be good. Yeah. But more to come on that. Yeah, I sorry. I thought when you were talking, I thought you meant like an episode of Breaking Bad. I'm like, what? Or uh, Better Call Saul? I'm like, wait, what? Oh, no. In the break, there's gonna be an episode. What? Is it <laughs> even a break? Right, no, we're just gonna we're gonna talk <laughs> about episodes from season one. No, um, sick. No. All right. Well, uh, thank you all for listening, and uh, thank you, Kyle, for chatting with me on this lovely kind of overcast Saturday morning afternoon. Same here. All the way across the country, and it's overcast here, too. Hmm. It must be a coincidence. It's got to be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, but but thank you, Tyler. Yes. Thank you for talking about Better Call Saul and Obi-Wan. I'm very excited to watch Obi-Wan. Me, too. I think, it, I think it's, it's time to get some food. I agree. I'm also hungry. All right. Goodbye, Kyle and audience. Goodbye.